Hello, beautiful soul family, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights, your home for spiritually guided transformation and empowerment. I am your host, Dear James, and ooh, is it an action-packed week, moment in time. We talk about this often. However, this really is one of those times. Um, we are coming into a very, very, very busy week in terms astrologically. Um, so, and these energies are going to be playing out over the next decades. Um, so we have this moment and, and so as we begin this week, I just, you can see I'm a little bit flustered in a way because these are the energies. There's this literal, like this push pull, this moving forward and yet still holding, holding back, holding steady, um, and eventually, it's almost like they're, they're giving me the, you know, it's like having your foot on the gas pedal and the brake at the same time. It's a very weird, some people drive that way. I used to many, many moons ago <laughs> until, until my father went wham upside the back of the head and said, that's not how you do it. That's really about the energies. Here we are. This is exactly it. It's this, we're taking off. It is we are accelerating and culminating, and we will we'll take our foot off the brake, but that doesn't mean that we're not aware of the brake. It doesn't mean that we are not aware of the use, its function, its use, and, and its benefit while we are taking off, while we are pressing the accelerator and moving forward. Um, as I always say at the top of the show, as you're joining us um, Please give a shout out in the comments. Let us know where you're joining from. And uh, and throughout the broadcast, we take your questions live. So please, as things are resonating, place your comments, your questions, and I'll incorporate them throughout the broadcast. It is an action-packed show. I literally said to a colleague yesterday, there's so much information here. This could be a two-hour show. And she goes, are you going to do a part one, part two? And I said, no, I'm just going to be very succinct and, and move through all of this. So welcome, Elizabeth. Welcome, Alicia. And uh, yes, greetings, thankfully, for a dry week or two in Los Angeles. And we're going to see how, um, for those of you that may not have um, to, hopefully everything is running live. It's showing me on my end that it is. So Elizabeth is indicating that Facebook may have had a problem, um, but Alicia is joining from Facebook. So hopefully we're, we're good. Um, so right away, the, the Alicia brought up a question last week about the rain and and a water intrusion and how that what does it mean and we're going to see there's the unseen in this the master weaver in this unseen tapestry being woven for all of us and you're going to see how her question last week and the events of water intrusion these nine atmospheric rivers that have been just pelting the west coast of north america really from canada all the way down um and you're going to see how and i'm going to bring this up how the astrological influences and the sabian symbol that goes with these astrological influence the degrees at which these things are going to occur how they all tie into this issue of water and movement. Our main theme, the main theme of the show today is renewal and rewards. Be ready to move, hyphen go. So this is all about renewal, rewards, and being ready, being ready to move, being ready to go. And this, this movement and this go is about, is it a new job? Is it a new opportunity? Is it a relocation? Is it a new relationship? It's all about, because this is about our renewal, and it's about the rewards. And it's going to be about being in the flow. So you're going to see this water analogy. You're going to see how this plays out. Um, and it's about being ready. Be ready to move. Be ready to go. Be ready to release. And make space for. Clear out. Make space for. So as to receive. So let me bring up. These are in our current energies. I'm just going to bring up the current energies here. Um, and before I do that, the mantra, the mantra is trust and unite and the trust and unite first and foremost with yourself internally. This is an internal trust. It is an internal uniting. You'll see how the uh, hexagrams eight and 17 are going to speak to this. And you'll notice the beautiful star that I placed in between because again, it is the unseen. It is cosmic. It is 
our divine GPS, our, our true north, that's inviting us, that's really calling us, demanding us to trust and unite within ourselves. And then, of course, that exponentially ripples out with others and so forth. So let's jump into our main energies. I'm going to show you this is, so today's date, January 18, 2023 which is a one. So we've got all month long, we've got the creative power, the initiate, creative power. 18 is about decay, repairing what's spoiled, because we're going to remedy it. Remember, this is renewal and rewards. So we're repairing what's been spoiled. We're letting go of the old. We're, we're clearing it out. And again, the water element. You can see how these atmospheric rivers have literally just been wiping things out, removing them. 23, the year 2023, but 23 is about split apart. It's about regenerate. So again, letting go, letting go internally of what no longer serves you, people, places, things, and how that affects us globally, individually, cosmically, all of these things. The 2023 is a seven year, and it is about the deliverance. It is the foundation of God's word. It's also about army and correct discipline. And, and I'll show you again the Seven of Cups. It's about that discernment. So it's about knowing that we are moving forward, knowing that these renewals and these rewards are coming and for us to be ready to go. With And we have the army. We have everything we need. We are amassing. It's all coming to us. And then it's going to be about utilizing correct discipline. This is not about being... Um, you know, like throw the baby out with the bathwater and, and not listen to your internal GPS, your soul source connection. This is about really listening to it and then going as guided, even when you can't see down and around the corner. 17, all of these numbers today culminate in a 17. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite numbers. Um, because for me, it's about the master's journey. It's about following, show by example. It's about follow, be led, soul source connection, listening to your soul and going as it guides you so as to receive this renewal and these rewards. And last but not least, it's hexagram number eight, the one and a seven become an eight and is about uniting, unite, uniting the inner parts of us, the inside out so that everything, because we're unified on the inside. What we magnetize, what comes to us, what mirrors to us is also united. No fragmented parts or pieces. It's all because we're trusting our soul source self and we're, we're uniting all of our, all of our elements. It's not about throwing out, and I'm going to bring myself onto the screen for a moment. It's not about eradicating or killing our shadow side. It's not about demonizing and being stuck in a loop in our head with these destructive scripts and stories and masks and identities. It's simply coming to a place of recognizing you served a purpose. I bow, namaste, I bow to the divine in you, and now I'm going to purify, I'm going to harmonize, I'm going to unite all of these elements. Because even, even the shadow, the darkness, has its benefit. It's just not to allow the darkness to lead. It's not to allow the, the lack or the shadow elements to be how you lead your life, how you operate. It's to recognize they serve a purpose, cloak of opposites, and then utilize them to transform, to, to purify, to, to release, and to bring about more harmony, more positivity, more goodness, more wellness, all of this. So that's where we're going. So let me jump in. So I can tie Alicia's question, and good morning, Kim, from Ontario. Welcome. So this is about, well, I'm going to bring up, you saw the main energies from the, from the numbers. Now I'm going to bring up the astrological influences that are occurring. So you, last week's show, last week, Mars went direct in Gemini. And Mars is action. So it's both fire, it's the warrior in us, and yet it's also the action. And so in Gemini, the twins, the balancing, the harmony, and it's also about air. It's an air element. Today, this morning, yes, Mercury, how we communicate. 
and equipment and celluloid, things we, we record um, and how we think. Mercury went direct this morning in Capricorn. Okay, so those two things, Mars, action, Mercury, how we think, both going direct. Everything's going direct. On Friday, the sun enters, I'm sorry, tomorrow, the sun enters Aquarius. The big piece here, the big, big, big piece, then this is the thing, this is one of the big changes that's going to occur. On Saturday, it's, a, it's our first super new moon in Aquarius, age of Aquarius, this, the divine feminine, this, the, um, the harmonizing of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Okay, that alone is, is wonderful. And when we have a new moon, the sun and the moon are conjunct. They're in the same sign at the same degree together. That's why we don't see the moon. It's, they're together. Well, the thing that's so auspicious and the thing that we're building up to, and this is a prelude, a preview, is that the sun and the moon, this new sun and moon, this super moon in Aquarius at one degree are conjunct Pluto in Capricorn at 28 degrees. They're right next to each other. And remember, in March, Pluto is going to move into Aquarius. So we're getting this prelude. So here comes the interesting part as to why this is going to tie back to the water issue, the water element. And you're going to see how these atmospheric rivers that have been inundating the west coast of North America and everything, and, and then on the east coast, wind, tornadoes. So remember, air elements, water, earth. There's very little fire in all of these upcoming charts, except for the fact that it is this rebirth, renewal. So it's that phoenix rising. So let me, I'm going to share my screen here. And I'm bringing this up. I don't expect you all to read this. I'm going to surmise for you. So what's happening is, if you look, I'm just bringing this down here, an unexpected thunderstorm. Sorry, I'm moving my screen. And so the sun and the moon are going to be at one degree. So you advance it one degree. It's the second one. It's an unexpected thunderstorm. And you can see that it talks about this, the power inherent in, I'm sorry, the need to develop the inner security, which will enable us to meet unexpected crises. Remember our mantra, trust and unite. And basically what it's talking about here is, it says down below, an unexpected thunderstorm could be given a very positive meaning in an arid environment, but the emphasis on unexpected tends to accept the sudden and dangerous character of the event. Such a thunderstorm in a region of dry hills, like in California, where we've had multiple fires, can cause a devastating flood. At any rate, it refers to an event for which one is not prepared, a menace to one's to men's works. It talks about here at the very bottom, this impermanence. So it says, this scene stresses the fact that nature may reduce to impermanence the seemingly most permanent endeavors and constructive activities of humankind, of men. Under a downpour of rain, adobe brick can return to mud. All human institutions and their achievements can be washed away even in their day of great glory. Dust you were, dust you become. This is nature's challenge. So this is not ominous. It's simply foretelling that when Pluto officially moves into Aquarius, and remember, Pluto has not been in Aquarius since the French and American revolutions, since the founding of America. America was this great ideal the utopian society, this vast unconquered land, although it was absolutely inhabited by native aboriginals and native uh, Indians and so forth. However, it was the ideal. It's the promise of a new way of being. So Pluto hasn't been in Aquarius since 17, uh, 1777 to 1797. And look what was the ideal that was created. 
for the United States, the Declaration of Independence, this vision of a utopian society. And remember, we've had that word utopia. So here we have what it's foretelling is that we're going to have a whole new way of being, a whole new way. And what it's going to do, it's going to wipe out. So these institutions, governments, businesses, mindsets, old stories, old scripts, internally, and then outwardly, we see how it's playing. It's going to wipe it out. It's going to, and with the wipeout comes the renewal and the rewards. Because remember, they've been telling us for weeks and months, the ideal becomes the new reality. So America was this ideal. She was the promise 200 plus years ago. Pluto is going to return to that spot, to that same sign. And it's going to come in and we're getting a prelude because the sun and the moon, this new sun and moon in Aquarius, are conjunct Pluto. It's a prelude. Then in March, it moves, Pluto moves into Aquarius. We'll have that for about a three-month period. It's going to retrograde. And then at January 24th, I believe, of 2024, it officially moves in. Pluto officially moves in, takes up residence in Aquarius for 20 years, 19, 20 years. So... And it's so auspicious when I was writing this down, and I'll show you my, you'll see how my notes across the bottom, you can see how they went upward. <laughs> they didn't, my notes, I didn't write them horizontally straight across. What I realized was all of a sudden I was writing upward, like this upward traje uh, trajectory. And it's so exciting because the degree that Pluto will enter, it'll be at zero degrees, so it's one. That degree talks about the California missions, and the missions meaning the structures, how these structures, and in California, and for the United States and for California, the California missions, these structures, these adobe structures, have been protected, revered, because they were the settlements of, a, of the West, of the Wild West, I mean the farthest West of this new land, of this new ideal. And again, I want to pay homage to the Native American Indians throughout the entire continental U.S., Canada, North America. Yes, they were so connected to Mother Earth and, and the Great Spirit. And our humankind, if you will, came to settle. They were migratory. They moved with the Earth. They knew how to replenish, how to migrate for the seasons and so forth. And we came in, remember that, that Sabian symbol, to make permanent, these permanent institutions, permanent structures. And it's saying that with Pluto moving into Aquarius, it's going to, in essence, white, you know, it's an etch-a-sketch. It's going to clear the slate. That same benefit is going to be there for us. It's going to be there. And so the first thing they said, I'm going to tie all this together. And remember with Alicia last week, the water represents emotions. It represents what we're dealing with, not dealing with, what we're afraid to deal with, what we're afraid to let go of. And so we tell ourselves stories. We give ourselves these permanent scripts, stories, masks, identities, and say we can't possibly be who we truly are. We can't possibly have or achieve what we so, our soul just desires. And here comes this renewal moment, renewal and rewards. Be ready to move and go. Trust and unite from the inside out. Because it says, they said, here comes, in, here comes the, in quotes, river of abundance. And it has to do with the Holy Spirit. It has to do with the receiving of these renewals, these rewards. And they said, you're either in the flow or you're in this wipeout moment. <laughs> so remember, water, it, it naturally goes. It naturally flows. It naturally moves. 
if you've ever gone whitewater rafting or, or tubing on a river or something, when you're just in the flow with the river, yes, you'll have moments of, you know, oh, there's a rock stick, but the, the water just moves you. You're not being banged up against stuff unless you're really not guiding and, and flowing. Whitewater rafting, you have the ability to guide, to know, to stay with the current. You get outside of it. You do something unconscious. You're going to be thrown up against rocks in the side and so forth. However, when you stay in the river, when, the, when you stay in the flow of the river of abundance, you're in the flow. That is what this is all going to be about. It is so important to be in the flow. It's like they're, they're giving me the image of an onion. Keep unlayering, keep unpeeling the onion. Because ultimately, what's in the center of the onion? The pearl, the gift, the wisdom, the reward. So keep unlayering, keep staying in the flow. Because they also said, number three, they said, no greater time than the present. And they underlined the word greater. No greater time than the present. And that meant the literal present moment. It's a reminder to stay at every moment to the best of your ability. Stay in the present moment. No greater time than the present moment. It also means no greater time than the present moment, meaning this time, this moment, this era. It's a double, it's a double meaning. It's a double reward. So it's like the time is now, be ready to move, be ready to go, and stay in the present moment, stay in the flow of things. Be willing to release what no longer serves. Be willing to, you know, because they're giving me joy. They're like, we all want joy. We all want confirmation, affirmation. We want to know that it's all going to work out right. And it will. We do have to show up. We do have to make choices. We do have to lay down old stories, old scripts, old identities, old masks, old titles, old ways of being, old institutions, old ways of being, so as to be in the present moment, having made space, trusting and uniting, and receive these new, the, the reward, the, pardon me, the renewal, the rewards. It's coming in so fast, I, I can't keep up talking. <laughs> so, because the final piece of this um, are two things. It's number two and number four. And number two is going to be hexagram 17, follow, be led. It's about leading by example. And... I'm going to just bring this up. Here's hexagram 17. It's following, following your soul source connection, being the guest of this incredible journey and knowing, remembering and knowing that the great host, the master weaver source is in charge and we are to follow, be led, show by example. And number eight, hexagram eight, is about uniting, uniting from the inside out. So we've been talking about these two. Well, it's number, the second thing they said, hexagram 17, follow, be led, lead by example, demonstrate to others. Because remember, and, and they're being, they're, they're wanting me to remind you of this. Um, I'm good on, I'm seeing everything. So hopefully the sound, there may be an issue. Mercury is stationing direct today. There may be a sound and uh, feed issue as we're live streaming, so please be uh, patient. The piece here is oftentimes we, again, hold these masks, shadow elements, scripts, stories out of fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear that I won't be loved and accepted. Fear. What we often fail to remember is that we are denying both ourselves and others our authenticity our true our soul self our true self and yes there may be those that don't come along on on your journey they no longer come along however 
what you will be making space for is for all of the experiences, for all the aspects of self, of your soul self, that will come along, that will mirror and magnetize and attract this greater following, this greater kinship, this greater life. We just have to phoenix rising. We just have to walk through the fire. We just have to get to the other side. We just have to trust, unite, and allow. And by doing so, it's like we open the doors for absolute literal magic because it's it's soul source, it's source. It's that incarnation, that iteration of ourselves that will step forward, that will receive the renewal, the rewards. And so I'm hearing that there's no sound. Um, I do not know what's happening here. I am completely... Um, let me just see here. I'm going to continue for a moment. Do we have microphone? Let me know. Can anyone hear what I'm saying? Or is it completely... Um, um, I'm just typing in notes and asking, is there any sound? Um, for some odd reason, again, Mercury, my microphone is correct. And um, and I'm not seeing anything uh, wrong on my end, but that doesn't mean that you all are not hearing me. Um, okay, so we've got sound on YouTube, no sound on Facebook, evidently. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening with Facebook. Um, very, again, welcome to Mercury. Um, what we may need to do, if you all are up for it, is to, um, I'm going to type in the, uh, Let's see, I'm putting my YouTube link into the comments um, so that people may be able to join from. Um, unfortunately, So, unfortunately, I am not able to restart the show because um, I, um, let's just see if it's, if anything is muted. I haven't touched anything. Is that making any difference? Can you all hear me? Um, I have no I have no control over the volume. I haven't hit anything or touched anything that would cause and my mic is showing that it's working. Um, is that helping at all? Anything coming back? Oh, I apologize everyone. Here Mercury going direct. Here's the the wonderful uh, piece about this. Let me just see if that's making any difference. Okay, so sound works. Yay, sound's working. Um, so it appears um, Ann is saying that the sound is now working. Uh, Kim, would you let me know? And Alicia, would you let me know at Facebook if you can hear me now? Um, and perhaps there's just something, again, Mercury retrograde. Um, part of the, the live aspects. Um, I guess that they are not maybe hearing me because 
they are not uh, commenting. Okay, so so I'm going to continue on. Um, I'm just going to, you know, please join broadcast on YouTube. So, so, yeah, so exactly. There's only, we only have sound on YouTube. So, um, wonderful. Okay. I'm going to continue on. So the, the piece that I was saying, and I'm just going to repeat it. And I apologize for everybody that may have heard it the first time. There's an issue there. There's an opportunity here and they're wanting me to remind you that to push past the fear, push past the lack, the limitation, the, the mask, the stories, the scripts, um, all of that, because the issue here is you deny both yourself and others the opportunity when you do that, when you don't push past these things, when you allow fear to dictate, you deny both yourself and others your authenticity, the, your extraordinariness. It really truly is because, and that is then, and yes, we have to walk through the fire, but that is the iteration, the incarnation of yourself, that soul source, authentic, pure self. When that self steps forward, you both receive all of the benefits and that then ripples out. And so then too, do all the others and it magnetizes and it ripples and thereby and yes there will be those who will fall away it's the water right it's the wipeout some will fall away because they will fail to become their authentic selves their soul source self and that's okay it's namaste i bow to the divine in you however you want to be the one that chooses to be your authentic soul self, to lead with your soul, to truly lay down, abandon, lay down all of these ego mind personality aspects that are shadow aspects. A healthy mind personality ego is wonderful. Shadow aspects leading, dictating, directing, preventing your soul self from coming through, you, you, that is both the challenge and the opportunity. And once you step over that hurdle, step through the fire, and your authentic self leads, fearless, you then are trusting yourself, you're trusting your soul source connection, you're trusting the master weaver, and you are uniting all your components, all your aspects. Because you're not meant to be stuck, you're not meant to be stuck behind this ball, this ego ball, you're meant to transcend it. You're meant to utilize it, cloak of opposites, to transcend, to become who you truly are, not, not the character you've created or the villain you've created or the masks you've created. Lay them down, onion, keep unlayering. So, because remember, and I wanna, I'm going to bring this up, this moment, this new moon conjunct Pluto, and it's all going to snowball. It's going to, we're going to take off. It's going to ramp up in, into March and onward. It's about crossing the great Rubicon. Remember, they gave this to us. And as I'm, I'm looking, 11, 11. It's, it's, it's literally magic, miracles, gifts. It is the way to, the way through. It is about union. The, the Four of Wands is the 1111 card in the tarot. And it's about this happy life, union, this, you know, the, the soul and the self merged together, you with another merged together in the most beautiful, harmonic, 100% meets 100% totalities, two wholes that walk as one, become one, both individually and exponentially outward in relationship with others. And this is really, this is the offering. This is where time is going. This is, because number four is destiny and deliverance. 
for the foundation of something. And they said, moving past lack, limitation, blockades. So we're going to, when Pluto moves and all of these major shifts are happening this year in 2023, astrological um, sign changes. Pluto, not since the French and American Revolution, not since the founding of America. And it's talking about, we're going to move past the lack, the limitation, and the blockades. The ideal becomes the new reality. We, are, we need to be in the river of abundance. We're in the flow of that. Because here is this piece. They said, number four, destiny and deliverance. It's foundational. And they said, the containment. So think water. Imagine water. Think about rivers, dams, creeks, ocean, bodies of water, movements of water flow. And, and much, water moves much like air. Aquarius is air. And yet it's the water bearer. It's the pouring. So you can see these two elements coming together in the beauty of oneness. And it says the containment of beneficial resources. So when we dam water or we create a reservoir or something in our man-made structures, when we do this in our lives, internally in our lives, in our institutions, in our governments, in our businesses, the containment of beneficial resources, they're making a delineation. The unseen is saying the containment of beneficial resources is all well and good with the caveat, the question, because it comes with this caveat of, the natural flow and order of things. So in essence, is the containment of beneficial resources, the things you might be holding on to, the things you might be conserving or reserving, and, and look at how this individual to our communities and the flow of water, water, one of our greatest, we can't live without water, is its containment in alignment with the natural order and flow of things? If it's not, it's going to be wiped out. It's going to be removed. Because source, higher power, knows all, knows best. And when we're in alignment with the way, when we're in alignment with soul source connection, when we're in alignment with the steps, the present moment, the steps we're taking, it delivers us to our destiny, to the, I mean, to this experience, this life experience and this incarnation, this iteration of ourselves that is limitless because it's in the flow. It's harmonic. It's balanced. We're trusting it. It's trusting us. We're united and we are moving in the flow. I believe Anne commented on this a couple shows ago where she had her list, her to-do list and everything. And then she was saying, you know, when I just, I made the list, present moment, I've made a list. And yet I also then just listened, what's next? Which, what am I to do now? And her comment that she shared was, it was this amazing, miraculous joy because it's just boom, boom, boom. Things are happening. It's effortless. It feels good. It wasn't a chore. It wasn't work. It was the works. It's like having it all because we are receiving, because we're in the flow, we're in aligned with the way. And we're crossing this great Rubicon. This is where Mar or, I'm sorry, Pluto, Mars and Mercury going direct, movement. Here comes Pluto moving into Aquarius, into this new. And it sets the stage for the fact that we're gonna cross, I mean, we weren't alive <laughs> in 1777, at least in this incarnation, we weren't alive. So here comes this renewal of the ideal, the renewal where the ideal is the new reality. And, it's, and the definition of Rubicon is a bounding or limiting line, especially one that when crossed commits a person irrevocably. We're making a commitment here to cross this line, to get in the flow, to align with the way to receive these rewards and this renewal. It's also a limit or point that is reached when the results of one's actions cannot be changed. 
And why would we want to change that? It's like you cross over, you cross over, and you are the new incarnation of yourself. You are in the new, you are in the flow. You are in the iteration of this. So water and air, two things we, air to breathe, water, both things we need to survive. And then nutrition, nutrients. Well, it's what are we consuming? What's, what are we thinking? Thoughts, nutrition, exercise. Are we exercising our soul? Are we in this committed relationship with self, soul self? Once we are, well, then we attract the one that is also like that. Then we attract others. And knowing that that is the way, that is the future, why would we not want to be aligned with that? Because as Ann shared, that's effortless wisdom and joy and, you know, serendipity, serendipitousness, and it opens the way. It delivers you where you need to go, and it's effortless. It doesn't mean we aren't, we're required to show up, we're required, we're required to make these choices and to continue to be aligned with the way. That is our truth. And remember, I'm going to bring this image up. These two images are perfect. The journey begins anew. Saturday, moving into all of these fundamental astrological shifts and moving forward the next 20 plus years, the journey begins anew. On the right, you see we're the fool. We're meant to be the fool. And yet you see the knapsack, right? You see that within the knapsack is the magician. It's all the tools. We've got the radiant sun at our back. We've got the white dog, our trusted companion, our soul source self, our loyal companion. And then the beauty of the vistas, you see the water, the stream of water flowing, the mountains. There's no peak too tall. There's no obstacle that will not move itself or remove itself. And I know this can sound, you know, airy-fairy. It's not. It's simply a way of being. It's a way of living. It's a way of thinking and believing and committing to. And as we do, the, the danger falls away because what you see, by the way, you see that the fool is getting ready to step off this cliff, right? And yet you see all the white clouds at the base underneath. So again, it's saying to us, the unseen we have you. We've got you. You trust. You trust us. Trust us. We've got you. And so what may seem to be an unknown or seem to be a cliff that we're stepping off, well, the actual beauty of the unseen is right there to catch us, right there to move us, to deliver us. We just need to be in the flow. We need to be aligned with it. And then on the left side of this, you see childhood innocence. It's from the Steve Farmer Earth Magic Oracle Cards. The other is from uh, Brigitte Ashwood, the Luminous Tarot. You see the innocence, the young boy and girl with the meadow, the stream. We had this image last week. It epitomizes the, the youthful innocence. Anything's possible our imagination, our dreams, our hopes, our wishes, our desires. And they are bursting through the, the stormy clouds. Remember that thunderstorm, this analogy of the thunderstorm and water and floods bursting through is the sun. So you see that the two, and look how they're, they're just enraptured with, they're in awe of the sun bursting through as if they're seeing something that no one else sees. Children do this, and as we advance, the elderly do this, because the elderly become more childlike. And of course, we're childlike in the beginning. Now we're being asked to again be childlike, to be fearless, but not just out of, um, you know, without 
uh, support without knowing. Your soul knows. That soul source, connect, soul source connection is will guide you, and it's up for you to exercise it, trust it, flow with it, be one with it. When the shadow elements raise their head, don't run from them. Don't buy into them. Simply sit with them and say, what is it in this fear? What is, what's my opportunity? If I know what the fear is, and it's immobilizing me, it's keeping me from my destiny, from my authenticity, from my pureness, what is its opposite? What is truly on the other side of that fear? Because again, fear is an energy. All emotions are energy. So fear, and I often say fear is your friend. And it either immobilizes you or it catapults you. It's a catalyst to move you forward. From the unseen, it's always meant to be the catalyst. It's not meant to immobilize us. It's meant to catapult, catapult us forward. So this is a, these two images are perfect. So again, I will place this image up in the, in the comments below, in the thread below, if you'd like to download it. Um, and just keep it as, a, as another reminder, as a visual reminder of how to be, of how to see things, and to be ready to move, to go. Um, because again, we're leaving behind the devil aspect. It's served its purpose. That is the, that is the side of fear, the shadow side of fear that, that um, immobilizes us, keeps us enslaved. But what we're moving to, what's on offer, is the lovers. The greatness, the purity, the authenticity, the uniqueness could not be more powerful. And we're all individually so unique. And this is going to play into the two hexagrams. Um, I'm going to bring these up. Because hexagram, we're going to lead with hexagram eight. Because it talks about hexagram eight is known as pi, uniting. And its action is to unite. Its hidden influence is 23. We're in 2023, 23, split apart, regenerate. Its underlining cause is 14, great possessing, shine. They're telling us, here comes the river of abundance, Re renewal, rewards, be ready to receive, be ready to move, be ready to go. And, and we're meant to shine, authenticity, our authentic selves. And so it's talking about it and says, holding together or uniting is something that plays out in the way we pursue and are pursued by others, but also how we find a sense of union within. Where the previous hexagram, she, army, so remember, it's a seven-year army, had to do with organizing the will around the collective, Pi places the focus more on uniting the diverse aspects of the individual or unifying all aspects of the individual with others. When receiving this hexagram, one is asked to seek the oracle again to explore whether one is truly ready to, to transcend egoistic aims. This is all about, am I operating from a place of authenticity, of purity, of goodness for all? You know, it's that, that idiom, do no harm. What are my, are my intentions pure? The underlining cause or opposite condition of possession in great measure led you to a pinnacle, but the hidden influence of splitting apart now focuses on regeneration. Remember, I was riding at an upward slant. We've reached this pinnacle, this great moment in our history, in, in our, uh, and history, not just the United States or, you know, the world, countries, individuals, but of, of, of this process of peoples, of humanity, the, the journey of humanity. We've reached this pinnacle and we're moving into, we are in the age of Aquarius, the ideal this golden age and it's saying okay well in order to do that we've got to split apart from the old we've got to let go of the old way the old 
mentality, the old structures, the old things that have kept us down, enslaved. Because remember, and I'm using America solely as this because of uh, the tie with Pluto moving into Aquarius hasn't happened since the founding of America. The revolution. And remember, they talked about revolution. In uh, It's the October 19th show, the word revolution. And that can mean a turnaround, you know, like a turn around the wheel, let's say, a spin around the wheel. But it can also French-American revolution. So it both denotes a period of time, a revolution around something, and yet a revolution as in a breaking free. So this splitting apart now focuses on regeneration. This may call for a transcendental perspective in spirit of serving others. So in other words, where we have been selfish, where we have been uh, dense, darkened, serving, self-serving in a not good way, farthest from the light, greedy, um, oppressive, these types of things. We're moving into this transcendental perspective in the spirit of serving others. We serve others by serving ourselves in a pure way. Not be self-serving, but serving self, soul self. Ego mind personality in service to the soul. By doing that, we naturally serve others in the most authentic, pure, good way. The second reading, because it's saying that you may need to seek the oracle a second time. This is where hexagram 17 comes in. The second reading should provide more detail about the nature of a partnership or union and where you stand in your growth. You cannot know the love of another until you discover self-love. You've got to harmonize the pieces of yourself to realize there is nothing, there is no aspect about yourself that doesn't originate from a place of love because the, the goal is to return to the light, to be your divine self, to be your soul self. So love yourself, love all of you, so as then to be able to discern, purify, unlayer, remove these aspects and get down to the pearl, get down to that soul source connection. Because that's who you want. That's again, that's who we came in with. That's who we leave with. That is the first relationship we will always have. It is the it's the one relationship that's constant. Trust that relationship, align with that relationship, be that, be that individual, that being, and the rest just the rest falls away and it and it and it magnetizes, it comes to us. You are called to be unified with others, with life, and most importantly, with all aspects of who you are. So you can see how there's a beauty in this. Um, there's a beauty in the fact that we are being called. And truly, it's a calling. You can feel it. You're being pulled towards destiny, towards the arc of destiny. And this arc of destiny is no mistake. It's it's perfectly planned. It is the unseen, like with Ian, like with Alicia, these unseen aspects that come in and perfectly tie in. There was no human 3D one-on-one -on -one talking about something and coordinating a, a storyline or something. It was all unseen, soul to soul. So that divine perfection occurs when we are in the flow, when we allow it. Um, it says, just lastly, the master said, everything is destiny. All things are already complete in oneself. We turn inward in order to bring our vision forward. Uniting brings together what appears to be separate so that you can discover your seamless unity with what unfolds around you. And there's a beauty about the fact that it's a seamless unity. It's whole and complete. No, no seams, no stitches. It's, it's like... It is the beauty of our garment, of our soul. It's whole and complete. Let me jump to, because it says that we're to seek the oracle a second time. Well, that's hexagram 17. Follow, be led, show by example. 
its hidden influences 53 development flower we're talking about the pearl you're pulling back to get to the center to the pearl its underlining cause is today's number 18 decay remedy and I want to bring up this beautiful quote it says when you return from the darkness with a gold others will naturally follow so we're returning from the darkness we want to return with gold authenticity humility goodness love kindness generosity gold idealism you know entrepreneurialism creativeness that anything's possible you want to be the fool you want to be the childhood innocence that's the gold when we do that others will naturally follow and so there is this beauty so it talks about hexagram 17 talks about you may need to take the initiative and show uh, the way in order to get others to follow your lead and this is what I was talking about this is where I was tying back in if you never become your true authentic soul self you're denying others you're denying yourself but you're also denying others your example sometimes we just have to have the courage to take the lead to be the example when doing anything remember that actions speak louder than words so recognize that you are setting an example joy above thunder can be a message about stepping back to delegate inspire forward movement in those you lead don't make demands you may receive a promotion to lead others because you have integrity and are not a threat to superiors at the same time don't threaten your subordinates this hexagram calls for joy in leading ignite the passion of others to tap their seeds of genius don't burst onto the scene with an agenda that may be threatening working on what was spoiled I'm sorry working on what has spoiled in decay as the underlining cause shows that your transformation has been successful and you are recognized for what you have accomplished gradual development as the hidden influence indicates patience and care when approaching the object of your inquiry with the proper approach this is an auspicious time to connect with others who will follow your lead there's a beauty here where when you manage people one of your greatest strengths is in in the humility of saying tell me what you know it's not from having or believing or fearing that I don't know something so I have to act as though I know everything and thereby I'm a great leader or demean others fear placing fear into them demeaning and oppressing them that doesn't that doesn't create endearment it doesn't create a healthy environment what creates a healthy environment is turning and saying Ava Alicia Ann, Elizabeth Brigitte in in this moment what is your strength what is it that you know and then collectively and yes you might be the leader the supervisor the boss and so you are required to uh, to uh, discern delineate discern but the power the empowerment is in reaching out to each soul and having both the empowerment and the humility and the grace to say teach me because we're all student teacher teacher student so it's and that then we the collective raises right the the whole rises up everyone feels valued their opinion it doesn't mean that you'll always that your your way if you will what you know will be chosen as the final outcome but what it does mean is that you're being seen you're being heard you have value and contribution and that because you know that we know that as a collective and we're using a business environment here or in relationships because we know that to be true there's no funny business there's respect there's unity there's harmony there's goodness there's balance that is that has always been the ideal and that is the way that is what this is all culminating in and talking about so um and and not to forget enthusiasm and harmony 
because with enthusiasm, with great enthusiasm, comes great harmony, great joy, great bliss. And, and we're walking this. It's a shared experience. So the quicker that we all surrender, surrender to these, and we're surrendering to ourselves, not others. We're surrendering. Remember, the old, the old model, the old way is surrender, the white flag, and you're being oppressed, enslaved, and all that good stuff. No, 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 no. It's the image on the right. It's the lovers. We're surrendering to our soul self. We're surrendering to the empowerment of the divine. We're surrendering to the fact that as the fool, as the childhood innocence and the fool, in our knapsack, we have everything we could possibly need. And as we align, as we unite with ourself, as we trust ourselves, as we surrender to our soul self connection, as we lead with that, follow, be led. You notice, you notice that from spirituality, right? I'm going to throw this in. You never hear in spirituality or, or the unseen and so forth, lead with your mind, your mind, your ego, lead with your ego, your ego. No. We always hear, lead with your soul. Your soul knows. Your ego, your mind, your personality, yes, they need to be healthy. However, when they're not, they will, because the ego mind personality is there trying to protect us. It thinks that it, because it's been leading. And it begs and it barters and it procrastinates and it steals and it negotiates and it manipulates and it does all these things. And there's your soul sitting back. Okay. <laughs> well, the soul now is like, no, no, we're done with that. The soul, the master weaver, is, is reappearing. The great mother, the divine feminine, age of Aquarius, the, uh, the harmonizing of matriarchy and patriarchy. That is the era we are in, and that is the one we are being called to, and thereby soul-source connection, the host and the soul, the guest, merge, become one, and the soul leads. And to bring it all back home, when you do that, and the quicker, the faster you do that, the renewal, the rewards, you're in the river, the flow, you're in the flow, you're in the river of abundance. You're ready to go at a moment's notice because you're in the present moment. The present moment being both the finite present moment and the present moment of this time because they've told us, remember, you've got a golden ticket. I'm bringing up the golden ticket. You've got a golden ticket. We are exceeding. I'm bringing up the beautiful image. We're exceeding the lack, the limitation, these blockages. We're exceeding all of that. And look how whimsical. It's the big tent. There's stars, there's hot air balloons, there's carousel rides, there's clouds. It's all source driven. It is a seven year, which is about divine fulfillment, divine perfection, divine completion. It's the foundation of God's word, source. It's the, it's the culmination of this. It's the deliverance of it. And because we are, you know, we are the chosen ones. We chose to be here. We chose to experience this epic moment, this epic present moment of destiny and deliverance, renewal, rewards, abundance. And the faster we align with that, the more peace we make with that, the greater the enjoyment and the expanse of it is and the more room we have made for all of this newness new energies new people new places new things all harmonize, harmonizing harmonizing uh, yeah harmonizing resonating at the same frequency the same level the same sense of joy are there going to be 
atmospheric rivers? Are there going to be those that are clinging to the past? Yes. However, I will leave you with this last statement. The song, um, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden, came in. And there's a line in the song that says, along with the sunshine, there's got to be a little rain sometime. So the ideal, so life is, life is a rose garden. Source, symphony, source, the unseen is saying, I never promised you a rose garden. Meaning, I never promised that, let me put it this way. God made a promise. God's source made a promise. After the flood with Noah, water. I will never do that to you again, meaning humanity, earth, and everything. I will never just wipe it all away. And the rainbow and the dove with the olive branch was the, is the covenant, is the sign of that commitment, of that covenant, of that promise. The piece here is what God didn't say, meaning it, what God said was, I won't wipe you out in totality like that. He, she, they, higher source, higher power, didn't say, though, that a cleansing, and we get to choose. We get to choose our, how we experience this thing. Are we in the flow? Or are we in our, our blocks, our lack, our limitation? The lack, the limitation, and everything is going to be wiped out, cleansed, removed. It doesn't mean the purity of who we are doesn't remain and flourish. So it's not a totality wipeout. It's, um, it's the scalpel. It's the fine brush. It's the petite chisel. It is the refinement. It is the discernment and the refinement of renewing our experience, where we're going. So cannot wait for, the, uh, for this Saturday and moving forward. All of this epic energy and the movement, it's really going to be um, a fast-paced year. Fast-paced energy, renewal and rewards, be ready to move and go. Be in the river of abundance and in the flow. I love you all dearly. I apologize for the Mercury retrograde sound issues um, and the interruption in the middle of the broadcast. And yet, how divine and perfect because it does indicate and demonstrate this, this moment where we're getting ready to take off um, and really excel. So thank you all so much for being with me and with us, The Unseen, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Namaste.